This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? Maggie Gallagher. Ah, I was, you know, I was wondering on the, uh, the pronunciation of that Gallagher. All right. Yeah. And how do you spell that? It's G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. H. I love that. And what would you say is your primary role in the line dance community? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I've been teaching about 24 years, so I have my own club in England. I teach, so I'm a local instructor, and I travel around as well, so I'm kind of an international instructor too, and I do try to choreograph. <laughs> what have been some of the countries and events you've been to? Oh, my God. I've been in a lot of places, from Australia to South Africa to Estonia to... Finland to wherever you name it, I've kind of been there. Japan, oh god, everywhere. Slovenia, you name it, I've kind of been there. <laughs> and for the folks at home who have not had the pleasure of your company at one of these events, what are some of the dances you've done that they might recognize? Well, I've seen a very popular dance this weekend. An old classic of mine was Rolling in the Deep and Life Without You. Um, they have been very big hits for me and a few of my Irish ones. Um, so, yeah, I think when you've been choreographing for so long, um, people get to do more of your dances. So it's been a long time. I've been on the road. Um, what's one of the newer dances that uh, you've choreographed that you've seen a lot of people do this weekend? Oh, um, Celtic Duo that I co-choreographed with Gary and... Strip that down, um, and they were doing tightrope. Yeah, they did that, and then I, I taught it because people were looking at it saying, "Oh, can you teach it?" So I taught that. So yeah, tightrope. And what got you into line dance? Uh, who introduced you to it? Actually, it was my sister. My sister was line dancing, and then she introduced me to it, and then I started just teaching it about twenty-four years ago. Wow. What's kept you in it for, for as long as you've been involved? Because I just love the variety of music. Um, we started out as country and then we've moved on to Irish, pop, funk, everything. There's, you can dance to anything. It's, just, it's great. It's great. I'm curious, what characterizes the Irish flavor of line dance? Well, um, the Irish line dance is the fact that I think that people like the style of it and they like the music. So they like to do the Irish line dances. All right. We're going to take a quick stretch break as, uh, as we visit with some guests to the podcast. One moment. All right. We are back here with Line Dance Podcast. And I'm curious, what are the movements in an Irish-looking line dance like, uh, say, Celtic duo that are unique to that culture that if, if, you, could, if you watched on mute you might be able to easily recognize as being an Irish-style line well, dance. I suppose the heel steps, the heel and the toe, and the pointing the right toe forward, pointing and stretching the feet like we do in, line da- like we do in Irish dancing. Um, and the feel, sometimes you can put your hands behind your back or put your hands on your hips. And, and during the performance, I, I saw you um, doing some very fancy footwork. Where did that come from? Is that with Celtic duo, the Irish line dance? When you were facing the different walls. Oh, I was just 
I think a little bit of heel toes, extra steps in just just for a bit of fun really. Mm. Um just bits I just added in for <laughs> a bit of fun. Do you have a background with specifically Irish dancing? Oh yeah, yeah. I train as an Irish dancer all my life since I was five. So even longer than line dance then? Oh god, yes. Yes. I've done it for about forty five years. Wow. Yes, getting old. <laughs> Does your whole family dance as well? Yeah. I have three boys, they dance, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, they do, and they play Irish music as well. Yeah, yeah, they do a lot of, um, well, they do everything, but they, da- they like the dancing, they do the dancing. So when you choreograph, is there a particular style that you find yourself leaning toward? Because I've noticed you seem to have a lot of range from tightrope to life without you, completely different sounds. Is there is there any uh, mood that you tend to go for, or you just have an ear for everything? No, I just love whatever music I really like, then I just go for it, whether it's cha-cha or waltz or nightclub or quick step anything. I just, if I like the music, I just think, yeah, I'll, just, I'll try and choreograph the best styling I can on it, really. And you mentioned a Gary, what what Gary might that be, and how do you know this this Gary? Oh, Gary O'Reilly is a great friend of mine. He's a young lad. He's a very well known in the line dance world now. I've known him for years and years, and uh, we work a lot together, choreographing dances, and we work together. He's a very talented young man. I'm also curious about your energy. You have a, a very unique energy, uh, and I'm wondering uh, where does that come from. Do you know what? I really don't know, but my father is a very fit man, thank God, and my mother is a very fit woman, always on the go, and I think I've just got this gene for my mother and father. Hmm. Honestly, I think I'm really lucky with that. I've always been quite energetic, you've probably heard. <laughs> Who have been some of your influences in the line dance world? I, I know that uh, Megan and I were talking about Joe, Rachel, Maggie, now that we've met you, just kind of seeing all of that as like almost like a continuum or a spectrum and I'm curious who is it that you see and uh, and you know aspire to to emulate in some way well when I first started I was with Joe a lot me and Joe used to work a lot together when she was in England we had great times together Joe is a great ambassador for line dancing and um, who was with us when I first started on the road there was me well, there was Peter Metalnik, sorry, Max Perry, there was Rob Fowler, there was Joe, there was me, and there was Kate Sala, Lizzie Clark, Robbie Began Hickey. They were all the guys that were originally started a long, long time ago. And um, then Rachel was around, but Rachel was young then, she was just a little girl, bless her, and she was a competition dancer and she was... Um, living in England then and we kind of all worked together you know as a team in England it was great because um, there wasn't as many choreographers then well, I think maybe it was 15, 20 of us but now there's like 115 of us <laughs> mm. so it's really moved on What are some other ways you've seen line dance change over time like when you when you started what, what did it look like then what could you expect for a night out and how is that different from now Well I think the dances were much more easier we probably danced to more country music. Uh, we didn't probably do as hard, much harder dances. And then eventually we moved into styling into different music formats, which I think was great for line dancing. So it has evolved. It's a music that's evolved and made line dancing change for me. And looking forward, what is exciting for you in line dance right now? Is there some new technology or new choreographers that you've 
you've really been watching recently thinking, ah, this is the future of Lion Dance. This is something that everyone's going to like uh, down the line. Well, there are some really cool new choreographers out. I mean, I'm not being biased, not because Gary's my friend, but he's got a great gift choreography. He's really wonderful. Um, I have lots of new... Oh, there's lots of them. There is Shane and McKeever. There's Fred. Um, Rhea Voss has been a massive influence in the um, line dance world over the last 10 years. Um, gee, I think there just there are so many good and up-and-coming young choreographers and line dancers. Now, Megan and I have been to only events in the United States so far. We are very curious about and very excited about the prospect of visiting events in the UK and Europe. I'm curious, what are some of the events, in no particular order, uh, that you look forward to every year, and, and what is it about them? Like We know the Crystal Boot Awards can be fancy, and you know, Masters, you'll, you'll have uh, your competition going on. Uh, Legends, you've got the older playlists. What are the events that you look forward to, and what makes them special? Well, there are so many different events, but I would say that the Crystal Boot Awards is one of the biggest events that's been out there from day one, which everybody loves to go to because everyone meets everybody. Um, there are lots of, well, international events. Oh, God. I was with George Reyes in Spain a few weeks ago. He's always held big events. Um, I've been out to... Years ago, I went to the Tampa event. That was amazing. Um, But for me, I get booked on a lot of other events, as in weekend events for people to do workshops. So my next big event... I do my own events... I work a lot with um, Dave Baycroft. I don't know if you know big Dave Baycroft, the DJ. He's a, one of my very good friends, and we do a lot of events together in England. There are lots of so many different events in England, and there are lots of very good events abroad as well, like you have the German Lion Dance Rewards, which are called the Star Awards. That's a big event that they run with a competition on the social side. It's just so many. So many I've been to, you know, which is great because it's a great variety. Yeah, we hope to get... At least half of the ones that uh, that you're thinking of, at some point we've got we've got a lot of a lot of time I think. Also, we uh, we we did an interview with Dave earlier this week at oh, Vegas Dance Explosion. God, just big Dave. Oh yeah, he's great. He's a re- he's a great ambassador for line dancing. He really is. Um, he's uh, been in the business a long time now. He knows his stuff when it comes to DJing, and he's always wanted to keep. He's he's just so committed to keeping. The dancer's happy on the floor. You know, that's his main, you know, object, really, and he's good at that. And, you know, there's a question that we asked him that I'm thinking would be interesting to ask you with a slight twist or slight modification. We asked him as a DJ, what do you watch for in the room when he's trying to keep the floor going and wants to make sure everybody goes home happy? What does he watch for? Now, you as an instructor, let's say... You know, place yourself in your class, you're doing the first few counts, and now you're checking in. You look around, you, you take a look at who's in your class, what is it you're watching for before you move on, or as you are checking for comprehension, what are, what are the things you're I'm, I'm checking that they know what they're doing. 
And how do you do that? Well, because it's the way you teach, the way you teach to dance. You look at, you read your floor, if they're struggling, you go back and you, you do it again and you do the count and um, you don't rush really. And I think that's the main key is to make sure that they understand what you're doing and by not just rushing through everything. And I think because there's so many dancers these days, people don't absorb them as quick. So I think that, you know, if you're going to teach a dance, you've got to keep going over it a couple of weeks as well because it's not like it was years ago when we did easier dances and we moved on to the next one. They're so much more interesting and complex now. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Dave was saying that in the UK, because there's so much social dance so frequently, the lifespan of a dance might be shorter than it used to be because before you could tour with that dance for months what would you say is the lifespan of a dance these days and how long would would you recommend uh, between choreographing and releasing new dances oh that's a hard one because it all depends how many where you're going what event you're doing you can't put you can't put a time on it because you know, you could be at a big event and they want you to, they want five new dances. Yeah. You could be at another event and they just want you to do a few old ones and a couple of new. So it's, it's a hard one, that, mm-hmm. really. Now, I'm curious just to, well, go ahead. No, sorry, it's fine. Um, just to get a sense of Maggie at home, on your best day of the week, oh. what, is, what does an average day look like? You wake up. And then you've got your morning, you've got your midday, you have your evening. Somewhere in there, I'm sure there's dancing. And then you go to sleep. On your best day of the week, would you be able to walk us through that day? Okay, so a Monday morning, I have to be up because I have three children. So we have to be out of the house by 7.30. So I have to make sure that they're fed. They have to make sure that they've got all their correct PE kit with them, whether they're doing swimming or whether they're doing running or whether they're doing football, net, netball afterwards. i got to get them out of the house. Then I go to school and I help for an hour at my, when my children go to school because I do voluntary work. So I do an hour there every morning. Then I come home. Then I put the washing on. I could go through maybe three loads of washing baskets a day. Then I have to prepare the dinner. Then I probably have to go through my scripts of what I'm going to teach in line dancing. Then I have to prepare my line dance classes. Then I have to clean my house. Um, Then I have to put the dinner on and make sure that everyone's fed before I go to work. Then I go to my classes. Then I come home maybe at half past 10, 11 o'clock. And then I have a cup of tea with my husband. And then I zonk. (laughs) That does sound like a good day. Now, the the folks at the... That's really my day. That's really my day. Do the folks at the school know that you are world-famous Maggie G, or do they just treat you like Mrs. Gallagher? No, they know I'm fairly... Not famous, but they know I'm very popular in the line dance world, but also in where I live, I have an Irish dancing school, so I'm very well-known within the community of the Irish culture, so... Yeah, people know me, but that's just how it is. Because you know what it's like when you're in the public eye, everybody knows everybody. That actually makes me think also, how is it that you stay grounded with everything you've seen and every every place that you've gone and uh, you know all the, the crowds you've taught for? How do you stay grounded and just like a, a normal person? Because I just think my life, at home is my family so I, my priority is to get my family in order so they're happy and they're okay and it's trying to get a balance and I just think that you know when you're in this job for so long I mean I've been touring 20 years now and um, you don't look upon yourself being that way 
because you're just busy trying to balance everything. But I do enjoy coming to the events more because I'm balancing out more now and I enjoy meeting the people in the line dance world because I've made so many good friends, you know that? That's what I love about this job. I've met so many fantastic people. I really have met some lovely people that have been kind to me and supported me over the years. And so I probably appreciate it more, I think, because of the balance, getting the balance at home life and work life. How do you manage the travel? Have you figured any tricks, anything that makes the jet lag easier or anything that you can do a day before the event starts? Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't do many long-haul flights Mm. because of my children. So if I'm in Europe, say, if I go to England, if I'm at home on a Friday and I go to a workshop in France, I can go Friday evening, I can work on Saturday, and I can come home on Sunday. And I have my family day with my children. Because for me, that's very important to me. So I'm very lucky I can do that in Europe. But a long distance is a bit more organisation. A lot more (laughs) organisation. I'm just thinking as we're talking, I wonder, I did say to my husband, make sure that the uniforms are all in so I'm sure they've got all their spare uniforms out ready for the morning because I won't be there in the morning but usually I am so do you have any advice for the up-and-comers let's say you know the the Rebecca Lees and and Madison Glovers and any other you know 20 to 30 something year old folks out there who love who love the world of line dance and want to figure out how to make that more of their life I just think you know what you need to keep it fun you need to keep the dances so that everybody can dance them and that everybody enjoys them and and to take time out for the people because that's really important. Thoughts from Megan? Yeah, you stole 90% of my questions. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, I still have that one. You guys are brilliant dancers. Oh, thank you. You're watching you absolutely brilliant. Well, tell me about you for a second now. What are you doing? Because I need to know something more about you. Um, well, we're from California. We're about uh, an hour north of San Francisco in Sonoma County, Napa Valley area. So we dis- describe it as where the wine is made. Um, uh, dancing for me, uh, for line dance, I started about four years ago, but two years ago was my first big event. Wow. I started uh, dancing at a couple local country bars in like the 2010, 2011-ish period of time. But I didn't find out about Vegas Dance Explosion or any of the other major events until 2015. Yeah, I must say there are a great, a lot of great events here in America. There are wonderful events. There are so many good events. Yeah, we're very fortunate, even though they um, can sometimes take a few extra hours to get to. <laughs> America's such a big place. You have to travel everywhere, don't you, on planes? And, oh, my God, it's it's tiring, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we've, we've definitely felt it a little bit more this weekend than other weekends in the past. Um, uh, back home, they're three hours beh- uh, behind us. So, although it's like, what, 3 o'clock, 3.30 here. Yes. I'm going to lose a lot of sleep and I haven't really slept much here, but that's okay. So, yeah. But yeah, I can imagine the, tra- the tra- traveling is hard in this job. That's, that's the little bit of the tedious downfall of the job as a traveling. Yeah, I have noticed that um, 
traveling longer distance, it helps coming in like a day or two early. Have you noticed anything that might help like that? Yeah, but I can't afford to really do that time because of my children. I have to just come work and go again. I just haven't got that time to do that. Yeah. So now you kind of touched on it earlier, but as someone who is aspiring to be a better instructor... Uh, what are some tips that you can specifically state that, like, as you've learned through your years of practice, that um, other than just coming into your own, like, things that help that we that we could look out for to, like, be like, oh, okay, I'd never thought of it that way. Well, I've been teaching for 30, 32 years. I've taught Irish. I trained in jazz tap. Um, I got my teachers in jazz tap and modern trained in Irish I've danced all my life and I've taught all my life and to be a teacher you've got to understand the people that are in your class and you have to have patience and you have to make sure that everybody understands what you're saying and you have to give time simple as that time not rushing I think with line dancing I think because it's changed so much, I think instructors are pressured to teach more of the harder dances. So they're rushing more because they want to learn this one. The next week they're going to do that one. I mean, I'm into pressure. One minute I have one dance, and then I think next week I'm going to teach this dance. And then I'm going to, and then I go teach maybe a couple of new dances within two, and they go, we can't remember them. You know, and then I have to go back again. So I think it's not to rush. I'm probably not to teach too many dances. And make sure they understand and have the dancers that they have. Okay. Um, on a fun note, at least for me as a spectator, um, you definitely are a personality and a character when you're out there dancing. You're just having the time of your life and you just look as though it's just there's nowhere in the world you'd rather be than right there in that moment. And that's really cool to watch. When you're dancing on the dance floor and you have this personality, this character to you, you have this energy that just says that you're in the moment, you wouldn't want to be anywhere else, you're having the time of your life. Um, there's a special Maggie thing you do. Um, I like to describe it as the lift, the boob lift. Um, can you share with us what that, how that came about or what that's about? I think it's just because when I when I was line dancing when I was younger, 20 years ago, it was just my body was so different and it was like, you know, what's the word? Um, ne not self-conscious. And as I got older, I'm thinking, oh, look at my boobies. Yes, pull them up. I'm a middle-aged woman. So I just do it for a joke as if to say, you know what, we're all like middle-aged women. It happens to us. Who cares? Just pull them up with your underbra. So it's just become a joke, really. But it's fun because the reality of it is, you when you're in this job for as long as me, you, you forget that you actually are getting older. And life is so different. And I keep thinking I'm 30. But I'm not. The reality is I'm not. Well, you certainly dance like you're 30. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I have the energy, but um, the mind is there. Let's hope it stays. No, I, I love my dancing. I really love my dancing, whether I'm doing Irish, line. I teach Zumba as well. I, I just love, I love, uh, exercise to me is very important. And my dancing is a great way for me 
um, kind of switch off and away from everything. The pressure of our job is the choreographing, trying to always come out with choreographing, finding music and doing everything. But generally, I, my love is my dancing. I'm talking to people. <laughs> oh, I would never say you talk too much. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the things I actually noticed about you is your shoes this weekend. Um, the black shoes with the sparkly little shamrocks on them. I love them because for, for one, they're, you know, very unique and two, they sparkle. Uh, where did those come from? They came from my friend, actually, Janice Budgen. She's, she, 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 um, actually, um, makes them and designs them and she sells shoes. Yeah. And they're really comfortable. Because it's all about comfort, isn't it, when you're, um, when you're dancing on the floor? Yeah, that was another thing I was going to ask you about is the idea that um, how do you take care of your feet for the hours and hours of dancing that you do? Yeah, well, my, my problem is not my line dancing, it's the Irish. Where's my feet out? I do... I do look after my feet. I do soak them. I go to a friend who looks after my feet. She massages them. She... I do get them looked after, um, but I don't. I'm not into body or neck yeah. or back. I'm not a massage person, but my feet, yes, I, I do try to look after them. Well, yeah, it's definitely part of your business, so it yeah. would make sense. Um, another question, which I know Christopher had mentioned uh, to me briefly, was about your hand painted shirts. Oh, my painted t shirts, yeah. I've had them from day one, the last. from. 20 years ago, um, I have a friend who hand paints the t-shirts for me. She takes a lot of time and effort into them. It, with, she's trained in in painting these with glitter. It's her, her job and she's is wonderful. Yeah, and they are very popular. Yeah, they, they look great on people. I know that on the dance floor. So. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for saying that. Yeah, thank you. Um, Chris, did you have any other questions? How do you stay so fit? I, uh... Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. When you've got four men in your house, and my, my, my dad helps me, he's in the house a lot, five men running around. It, mind you, I do go to the gym very occasionally. I used to jog a lot, but now I struggle with it, so I do a lot of power walking. But generally, I'm just being so fit because of my dancing, mm. for my Irish too. Is, is there anything special that you eat day to day? Um, I eat... I don't eat so much food in the week. It's more weekends when I'm away at the events. Mm. I just try to mix a little bit of carb and a little bit of protein, a bit of everything, really. Mm. I try to cut off my... I'm, I love my sugar in my tea. Mm. That's my problem. Because mm. I drink about five cups of tea a day, so I have too much sugar. Mm. I have to cut down on the sugar. I've noticed that classics in this country are very different. Do you? Really? And, yeah. And I'm curious, uh, are there any dances that you look forward to at events uh, where you're from that we might not see as much here, even if they're not by yourself? Like, uh, are there any dances maybe by Rob Fowler, Masters in Line, uh, Alan Burchill, uh, any, of the, any of the choreographers that you're more familiar with that really get you into the zone? Which then leads us into our, our final few questions. I will say that Black Coffee is a great dance by Helen O'Malley. Um, wonderful dance, great classic, Islands in the Stream, great classic. Um, oh, God, I can't think. Heartbreak Express by Peter Metallic. I love it. It's one of my favourites. Um, 
We say a lot of the old classics are the same everywhere hmm. for me when I see them. Okay. Now I'm curious, how would people get in contact with you if they wanted to follow up with you and uh, maybe ask you other you know, additional questions? I have a website, which is www.maggieg.co.uk. I'm not on Facebook, but I have a Facebook page, which is Maggie G. Line Dance Choreographer. All right, and last one and a half questions. Uh, one, if there were a message that you could put out into the line dance universe as though everyone in line dance could hear you right now, what would you want to convey to them? I would like to convey that, you know what, in your line dancing, keep it fun. If you And to dance all sorts of levels of dance, not just all the intermediate ones or the harder ones, but learn the easier ones, keep everybody on the dance floor, and it's... Keep the, keep the floor filled with learning everything, the easy and the hard. If you're an experienced dancer, great. We need to encourage new dancers, new beginners into our line dance world. And that's why we need to do all levels. And don't get too serious. Final question. If there were one dance you would recommend for everyone to learn right now, what would that be? Whether it's one of yours, one of somebody else's, just something that across the board lights people up, would make their life richer, what would that dance be? Oh, gee. Feel free to take a moment. You can name a few. Yes, top five. Top 20. Top three. Uh, um, A lovely dance is called I Close My Eyes, a beginner dance, Mm. which I think has been a big hit. Um, Oh, gee. Let me think. While you're yeah. thinking, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say Gary O'Reilly's got some really great beginner stuff out, easy stuff that's fun. Mm-hmm. So has Fred Wise. They've all every everybody has got some. I think lately, the young choreographers have got some great new dancers out there at the minute, mm-hmm. and I think that we should be helping them and promoting them too. Mm-hmm. Um, I lo- I do love Rhea Voss's dances. I think she has some beautiful dances. Um, and Neville and Julie Fitzgerald, I don't know if you've heard of them, they're really yeah. very popular in England. They have some really good hit dances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've been getting a lot of uh, positive feedback recently for, what is it called? It's Your Moves uh, that they just uh, released recently. Yeah, they have a lot of great dances, a mixture of dances. Um, oh, Simon Ward, he's always got amazing dances. So has Rachel McEnany. They're all, they're, everyone's got great dances. I teach a variety of lots of different dancers, you know. Um, Roy Verdonk, I love his work. Roy Verdonk is a great friend of mine. He has his great trainers there, Jose and Daniel, and he's really doing great wonders with them, you know, in training them. I think, I think everyone's got their own leash and dances to offer to everybody. Okay. And, uh, and among them is I Close My Eyes. So I guess that would be your recommendation. I think it's a nice beginner one. It's a beautiful song. Mm. Um, I think it's a real happy song. Um, and I think that's going to be a, a real big hit around the world right now for everybody. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, Maggie Gallagher, for joining us here on so Line Dance Podcast. And you guys are brilliant. Keep dancing, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, we will see, see you on, on the, the dance, dance floor. floor.